while that's all connecting, um, I want to thank everybody for coming in and watching The Art of Mindful Medicine, um, an introduction to our health and wellness practitioners. Um, my name is Dr. Seth Gilson, and my guest on this episode, which is the part two of episode three, is Ilias Hamid. Um, Ily has been a trainer and nutritionist in the past. Um, he's trained in traditional Chinese medicine, and he is an acupuncturist physician. For those of you that didn't see part one, which you should check out on my YouTube channel if you haven't already. Um, the Art of Mindful Medicine is the name of the YouTube channel, and my website is www.mindful.doctor. Um, all right, so we're going to jump right into it because this is part two. I'm here. Awesome, can awesome, can awesome. So uh, I'm pretty sure I'm, I know everybody can hear you. So some of the questions that we had from the, the first episode is what I want to start with. Um, okay. So let's start with uh, how to balance a healthy diet with the diet of your culture. Because we know that varies. <laughs> yeah, I think the big takeaway here is how important subjectivity is, how how we need to look at our bodies as in, from an individualized approach. approach. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so in Chinese medicine, they believe that where you grow up, where you were born, you should eat what's native to the, according to your environment, right? So yeah. if, if you live in the cold and the tundra, you want to eat more types of foods that are going to keep you warm. You know, you're probably going to mm. salvage some food for the winter, um, lots of soups, lots of things like that. If mm. you live in a hot environment, you're probably going to want to eat more tropical types of foods mm -hmm. to keep you cool. Um, the types of meats in, in, in the tropical environment would be considered like fish and things like that. Mm -hmm. So as far as eating for your culture goes, it, the big thing is people want to default to what's, what's a native, but there's a... We have to remember our subjectivity. We have to remember our current state of health. So then the next question was, um, is how Eastern medicine uh, applies to dentistry. And um, of course, I'm going to let him answer that because I'm, I'm not as familiar with Eastern medicine as, as is Illy. But um, being a biological dentist, I do know that we have taken a lot of uh, different approaches to to dentistry and overall medicine, because that's what biological dentistry is. Biological dentistry is um, not a specialty or anything like that. It is um, a practice philosophy, um, and it's not just dentists. It's um, it, it encompasses um, working with uh, primary physicians and um, and other doctors as well. Um, biological dentistry is observing and looking into how the oral health. Um, plays in line with this with systemic health and and vice versa how systemic health health plays with oral health and um, how they are one and the same I mean um, I was just reading some research on uh, got leaky gut and uh, gastrointestinal issues and things like that and how you can the, the first signs that there's something going on in your GI is inflammation of the gums um, so when you when the gums are inflamed, it's it's a very good uh, sign that your immune system is, is overactive. And um, when your immune system's act, overactive like that, you're going to have a lot of inflammation because well, why is your immune system active? Because of the amount of bacteria and, and inflammation that's that's in your mouth already. So when you, you, when, you, when your immune system is fighting um, that bacteria to uh, create balance of the microbiome in your mouth. All of that translates all the way down to the rest of your body. So it's really taking a more of a whole body approach and looking at the entire 
human, not just from the neck up because it's all connected, right? Um, I, I mean, to me, it's just, it's just dentistry, but um, that, that this is um, how things have developed and evolved over the years. And it is a, like I said, it's not a specialty, but it is a different um, practice philosophy, um, which has not anything new. It's been around since um, 84. 1984 is when um, the IAOMT um, was uh, created, and it's a, a nonprofit organization, international nonprofit organization that actually conducts a lot of research and, and it's on all the things going on in dentistry, whether it's materials, um, from not, yeah, not, not just materials, but also, um, other, other types of research studies, whether it's the, the impact of fluoride and how fluoride was very, not very well researched before it was actually implemented into water systems and things like that. Um, how the metal fillings and the mercury and metal fillings affect not only the patient when it's in your mouth, but how when they're being removed, it affects the dentist and the dental team um, and, and the best ways to go about um, addressing those issues. So if anybody has any questions about biological dentistry um, or just dentistry in general, um, please definitely check out the page, um, check out my website, feel free to ask me any questions that, that you may want. We'll see what he does, um, and hopefully he gets in here in a few minutes. But like I said, feel free to can I share some info about your experience, about my experience with acupuncture. So that's a good idea. I like where I like where you're going with this, Illy. Um, my experience with acupuncture, not with Illy. This was um, at um, another chiropractor's office. Um, how many years ago? I don't know. Maybe four years ago, three years ago, something like that. And um, it was a traditional chiropractor's office um, who, who I, I, knew, I knew the doctor, but I, I did not know the acupuncturist. I had never been introduced to acupuncture. Uh, I, I mean, the, literally all I knew was needles that go into your skin. That, that, that's all I knew about it, um, which um, didn't sound too pleasant at first. But um, people had told me prior that it is not painful and you feel very little to nothing. Um, and when I was at the chiropractic's office, they, my buddy asked me if I wanted to do it um, as part of the treatment. And we went over some of the, the risks and benefits and things like that. And I said I would do it. And when I, when I went for my first appointment, um, the, the woman interviewed me. And she um, went over my medical history and went over some things about acupuncture. But um, it, it wasn't very personable. Um, she, she, I, I don't think she... To me, it wasn't very thorough. Um, she didn't really explain what she was going to be doing. Um, like I said, I just knew that needles were going into my skin. Um, she she wanted to know like where my pain areas were and things like that. Um, we didn't discuss any of the the channels, um, the the meridians or anything like that in our body. Um, and then got me on the table maybe 20, 30 minutes later. Laid me down, put the needles in, put put a put a little music on, and then she left. And I was just like, I, I didn't even know how long I was going to be sitting there. Um, but no explanations as to what was going on, no nothing. And um, it must have been I don't know, 20, 20 minutes, something like that. Um, she came back, asked how I was doing. It was not painful, by the way. Um, I didn't. I, I maybe once or twice I felt like a tiny, tiny little pinch, but for the most part, didn't really feel anything at all. Um, and she came back in, 
uh, took the needles out. I don't recall there being any kind of bleeding at all. Um, and she just wanted to know when my next appointment, when I wanted to make my next appointment. Um, so it wasn't, in my opinion, a great experience. I didn't really learn very much of anything. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, it, it, it just, to me, it was more about, it seemed, it was a much more corporate situation. It, it seemed um, that money was much more of a, a pressing issue. Pachi Woodyard, I have been around acupuncture my entire life in Brazil. Acupuncture is part of the health system. Chinese herbs and acupuncture were fundamental to keep energetic balance during tough times. Makes total sense to me now because I've I've, I've looked up a little bit more and, and obviously knowing Illy, who I'm going to bring in here. There we go. Look at that. Look at look at that beautiful human, everybody. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> with, the, with, with the daggers and swords and nunchucks in the background. I love it. <laughs> No, no, that's perfect. I don't mind that. Hey, that's that's Chinese and uh, Kung Fu tradition. I'm sure you've trained with those things. So, yeah, <laughs> John, that's right. Kung Fu and Chinese medicine, like they go hand in hand. They came up together. Awesome. Very awesome. Um, all right. So obviously I was just talking about some acupuncture. Thanks to you. That was a great idea. And also um, how Eastern medicine um, views I heard, dentistry. I heard we- talking about yeah i'm sure you were laughing too that doesn't do a really good justice for chinese medicine and acupuncture no no it does not um so let let's let's like i said let's get to these questions and then the next question is actually about acupuncture so then i'm going to let you take off on acupuncture but um when it comes to eastern medicine and dentistry um how, how does how do they intertwine okay yeah we talked about this last week too but i guess we were going in and out yeah so actually, in Chinese medicine, the teeth pertain to organs right. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's actually like, if there's something wrong with a specific tooth, it pertains to a specific organ. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's not something that I've gotten too much familiarity with, but um, there is a whole field, obviously, associated with mm-hmm. that. Um, I think, obviously, it pertains to like the energy channels going up in the teeth. So like, if you have something wrong with your stomach, um, and you look at the tooth that's associated with it, you, you can use that actually to diagnose what's actually going on with the stomach. Something will be wrong with that tooth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, that makes, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, I mean that, that actually the doctor that I'm currently working with, um, she's been a biological dentist for, I think it over 20 years and she actually has the meridian chart with the teeth on it. Um, that she goes over with every patient for every new patient for an exam, which oh, is really wow. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I'm going to be learning a lot more about that. I'll obviously definitely go over with you. Um, yeah. And she, I mean, she was even telling me stories how people that they, if they've had infections or root canals with infections, she, and she takes the teeth out. Sometimes she won't even put implants in because whether there, if there's a cavitation um, or something else going on with the bones, not very good quality. She won't even go as far as replacing the tooth because the success rate is so low due to the condition or, or infection that was already, that was previously there. I think so. that's very wise of her, yeah. but you know, um, I think this is where we ended last week where we were talking about our paradigm of health, mm-hmm. the way we view health in our country. A lot of it is about aesthetics and, and being young forever, looking <laughs> young forever. Um, instead of aging gracefully, right? Yep. Um, so for a lot of people, for many people in our country, like if, if uh, vanity is more of a concern, then 
she may not be the dentist for them, but if your ultimate health is a, is of concern, then she might be the best. Yeah. I would work with her. Yeah, that, and that that's why that's why I'm choosing to learn uh, with her um, because it, it's actually been a really cool experience for me because um, I, I come from a, a, a more um, a yoga background and and traditional sports medicine, whereas um, she's just traditionally trained. Um, as a dentist, but then has been now in biological dentistry and obviously studied alternative and more holistic methods over the past 20 something years, which has been fantastic. Um, so yeah. it's, it's really been a really good exchange. Yeah, she would be a great mentor. Yeah. I would, I'm interested in learning from her, see what yeah. she's got there and <laughs> see how I could apply an acupuncture to it too. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, so speaking of acupuncture, so Acupuncture and mental health was was a question. So, how can acupuncture help with mental health? And I know this is something that you um, more or less see quite often. So, yeah, you know, in Chinese medicine, and this kind of goes into the root of health. Uh, Chinese medicine has a viewpoint that anything that happens on a physical level pertaining to health is affected by the the mental level which is affected by the energetic level, which is called the chi level, mm -hmm. which is affected by the emotional level, which is affected by the spiritual level. So the deeper, the deeper you go, that's the deeper the root. Mm -hmm. So if you have like an emotional issue, a, a trauma or something that has just not been resolved, um, it will affect your energy, which will affect your mental outlook on life and mm -hmm. how you interact with others. Mm -hmm. And that will affect, can eventually affect you physically as well. So, for instance, um, if you're stressed out, right, um, body language goes like this, okay? I know all about that. Stressed out, <laughs> kind of hold it in our shoulders sometimes, you know? Um, Long-term holding that stress right here. Look what happens to my neck. Mm -hmm. All right? So there, there comes this tension and this tightness and this pain in the neck. And, and then the muscles get locked up in that area, putting tension on the vertebrae of the spine. Mm -hmm. So you might find people with a lot of like herniated discs and things like that. <laughs> and then you go and you ask them the emotional questions and oh, I'm so stressed out from work. I don't like my job. You know, I'm not, I'm not happy at home, you know, whatever. And like, you know, it's kind of like opening the lid of all this stress. And then you can physically see them go. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and to be perfect, I mean to be completely transparent, you just described me. Like I'm not even kidding. Um, I mean I, I played soccer my whole life, so I mean I was always over. I was a goalie, so I was bent over like that, anyways. Um, but the 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 past ten years and and in dental school, I mean that's a very, very stressful time in our lives. And um, yeah. I, I was always like this. My posture is always. I've been the the last couple of years. I've really been working on it. The last year and a half, I've really been working on it. Um, and like you said, opening this up, mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference. I mean, that, that whole curvature that you just said with the, with the cervical spine, I have, I have C5, C6 herniations. So, I mean, you're, I mean, you're dead on <laughs> with what you just yeah. said. You know, we, it, at school, it was really cool going to Chinese medicine school because everyone wants to practice on each other. And yeah. you would walk in the lunchroom and everyone's giving each other massages. <laughs> and I found everyone that I ever gave a massage to in school had the same knot in the same spot. It was right inside of the scapula. Uh -huh. I called it the, the student knot, the student tension. Yeah, that, was, that's right where it is. Yeah, 
right between the vertebra and the, and the scapula right in there it's uh <laughs> i know exactly what you mean but if you think about what that does think about what the vertebrae being compressed does mm -hmm. the vertebrae is your neuromuscular system so this this is electrical signals being sent out to your body if these get pinched those signals can't be sent out exactly there's a lack of circulation happening in your body yep. because chemical signals aren't going to get turned on from the electrical signals mm -hmm. you know it, it cascades from there yeah if you can't get good blood flow to your body you know, you're, you're, you're asking for trouble. Yeah. And, and to it, I mean, and, and you can talk about it from more from a, a Chinese standpoint, but to me, when you have those blockages, those physical blockages that therefore the, the energy can't flow as well either. And that can absolutely affect, I mean, just the discomfort alone will affect your mental state. Absolutely. So, exactly. Just, just being like that. It's like a vicious cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Like I hold the tension here from stress and it actually ends up causing migraines, and the migraines make things worse. And yep. So you go for a massage. Massage doesn't help, you know. Yeah, it, it to me it, it was it very temporarily it helped, um, mm -hmm. but it, it it just was never a lasting. Um, yeah. Therapy, exactly. I guess. And, and that's what I mean by that. You know, I think that that's another aspect of our paradigm here in America is like we do the temporary approach. Um, <laughs> You know, really putting the band-aids on things instead mm -hmm. of looking at, oh, I want to be optimally healthy for the rest of my life instead of, okay, I'm just going to get through for the week. Mm -hmm. Get this massage to get me through for the week or for the couple weeks or so. So how does acupuncture address that? Address, the, oh. Like the, the, the curvature of the spine and the, and the, the uh, dysfunctional um, energetic flow. It's a really beautiful thing, man. You can actually like reprogram your nervous system mm -hmm. um, with acupuncture because aside from the energetic aspect, we are actually uh, manipulating the electrical central nervous system. Mm -hmm. So every time you put a needle on a person and it creates this state of release, that's causing a new neurological pathway in the brain. Mm -hmm. So instead of you know, the brain going into that state of stress and tension, we're creating a new pathway that causes release, mm -hmm. endorphin flow. It creates this new feel-good pathway. And the more you do it, that the more that pathway gets stronger. That makes sense. Um, so, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, there's a... And that's just one of the benefits of acupuncture, you know. It starts to restructure the way your brain works. Mm -hmm. um, that's really, like, on a deeper on a deeper level, it's, uh, it's causing profound change. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and one of the things you had said um, in part one, I know, and uh, to me, that this makes all the difference in the world. And this is why the, the practitioner that we choose is so important. For example, like the story I just told, you said when you put the needle in, you're transferring energy. So the energy of the practitioner, the way you described, the way I took it from what you described, the energy of the practitioner is going into the energy of the person you're working on. And that's going to affect the whole energetic flow, I would imagine, as well. Absolutely. Um, so when I when I went to China in 2016, I interned at the Shaolin Temple with Shaolin monks. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there we had doctors there. One of my teachers was Vladimir. He was Vladimir Putin's acupuncturist. Oh, that's yeah. No, you told me that. That's right. Yeah, he he was the second doctor in charge, but the the head doctor in charge, his he was, they call him the abbot. He's like the head, you know, the head monk. Uh -huh. And he said to us that. He doesn't treat anybody unless their heart is open because 
anytime he puts a needle on a person, not only is he giving his energy into mm-hmm. that person, he's taking their energy as well. Exactly. You know, so he he's very discerning about like, okay, I don't want to treat this person. This is too much for me. Yeah. Um, but they also said, you know, like when you do take that energy, you know, you, you can feel it. You can, if a person puts a needle in you and, and they're not being soft and attentive and, and careful to your body, you can feel that. Mm-hmm. If, you, if a person is just like, okay, let's just put these needles in here. <laughs> They're not being attentive. It's a. It, it can be very frightening for the patient. It can cause them to lock lock up and things like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was one of my biggest deterrents initially. I'm like, somebody I don't know is just going to put like a hundred needles in somewhere in my body. Like, <laughs> it just. I I I would I definitely want to have a, a some kind of a personal relationship with the with the person doing it beforehand. So it's huge, you know. It, it, and even that translates also into like the medical field too. Like if you don't feel comfortable with your doctor, um, you know, how, how open are you going to be with this person? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I I think this, this part is like a very profound part of medicine that just doesn't get taken account of anymore is, is the, the client practitioner relationship Mm -hmm. cultivating that. Yeah. Which is basically why I started this show. So, um, that, that way people can meet, different practitioners and the practitioners can in some way or another kind of introduce themselves to to people um which is what we're doing right now for you so yeah um, if if anything you know a lot of people ask me to do interviews and i'm like you know this this is fun but for me this is more about educating people mm -hmm. because the paradigm pertaining to health just needs to shift yeah you know if if we're really going to get people in a healthy state if you're healthy mentally, emotionally, physically, you can interact with others in a more healthy way. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That, that harmony in your environment, you know, and it all starts like within how we how we have a how we view ourselves, how how we treat ourselves, and that all that's all mental emotional health. Mm-hmm. So, um, which kind of comes into the to the next question was um, about acupuncture and inflammation. Which I'm sure it, it works in in a similar way with the energy channels, but I'm going to let you explain a little bit more about how um, acupuncture can um, influence and relieve inflammation in the body. Okay, so yeah, so when it comes to inflammation, inflammation can be for 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 so many different reasons. Um, it, it can be uh, you can have inflammation from from heat in Chinese medicine. You can have inflammation from damp accumulation in Chinese medicine, which just basically means swelling. Mm -hmm. Um, The inflammation is very easy to treat. You can always treat the inflammation. Um, So let's talk about, I think we had this discussion as as well with your teeth, talking about teeth. You know, Mm -hmm. if a patient comes in for, uh, they have some kind of disease that's affecting their gingivitis or something that's causing pain in their mouth. that pain is the inflammation, right? Mm-hmm. We do acupuncture on it. Yeah, we can get rid of the inflammation. The pain will disappear. And that's great. That's easy for us. But that's not where we need to stay. We have to go further. Mm-hmm. We have to go. We have to address the gingivitis. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just going to keep coming back. Yeah. And that's what I was talking about when it comes to the paradigm of health is how are we viewing health? Are we looking at it from this uh, quick fix magic pill band-aid approach or are we going to do what we need to do to like fully resolve what we need to Mm -hmm. 
Um, and how does that translate into into finances, right? Like it actually saves money in the long run. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I talk to patients about that. I mean, those that are open to it, I talk to them about that all the time. Preventative medicine is far less expensive than, than reparative or reactive medicine, definitely. Exactly. You know, if, if you fix everything now, all you have to do is maintain. Yeah. And just like the gym, you know, if, if you're trying to lose, get down a 15% body fat, and you're trying to build so much muscle, you have to work really hard to get there. But once you get there, all you have to do is maintain. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with health. Like yeah. do, do what you have to do to get yourself fully resolved, optimally healthy, mm -hmm. and then just maintain. Yeah, like, I mean, so it, that way. Yeah, it is a lifestyle change. Um, so so um, I don't want some people to, th to think like what you're saying is like, well, you just get to a point and then you can just go back to doing things how you used to. I mean, it's, you also have to maintain um, that new lifestyle uh, which you've created for yourself. So. Exactly. And, and, and that's how it's supposed to be, right? Like, and that's why we have all of these recommendations like eat this many fruits and vegetables mm -hmm. a day and exercise this much a day. That, that all pertains to just maintaining. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, but a, a lot of people aren't going, they're not doing enough to get to that point. And a lot of that is cultural. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, so so real quick, I wanted to I wanted to be sure because I, I don't I honestly don't even know the answer to this. Um, when you were talking about addressing inflammation in the mouth in the mouth through acupuncture, do you guys actually place the needles in the mouth, or is no. it is it somewhere there, else? There there are some acupuncture points in the mouth, but there are needles all like you can put a needle in your finger and it will affect your neck. Yeah, it will neck. You know there are points all on the legs that we can treat for like gingivitis and like um, any kind of gum type of issues. So no, not necessarily. Although there are points in the mouth. Okay. Um, so so where where what are um, some of the different? What are the some of the most common points that that you find uh, that you use in your practice for people? So like some most people kind of get an idea of what they should expect when they. Well, this goes into the theory and the diagnosis. So in Chinese medicine, when we're talking about the mouth or especially the gums, mm -hmm. we're talking about the stomach channel. Usually a person will have some kind of stomach issues that will show up and manifest itself in, in the gums. Yeah. So we would use the stomach points. That makes result. sense. And, and that's what I was just talking about before. Before you, you were able to uh, get uh, connected on here, I don't think you heard it. I was reading up on some, some things about uh, leaky gut and inflammation yesterday. And um, a lot of research has been showing that the, the inflammation um, that, that goes on there, because that's all, that's all that really is, is just inflammation of the GI tract and how that translates to the inflammation in the mouth. Oh, yeah. So. That, that's actually what I was going to do some of my research on mm -hmm. was, uh, was leaky gut, intestinal permeability. Yeah, that's, that's a huge issue that's widely or vastly misunderstood or not understood at all i mean most people don't have never even heard of it um yeah. and, and it's probably probably I, I don't i don't know if i don't want to nobody quote me but i i want to venture to say that most people are probably have some sort of leaky gut issues um especially in the united states oh yeah okay so i always give my my patients this spiel okay <laughs> so the way leaky gut works is in the gut lining you have these villi mm -hmm. based on all the way at the bottom, and in between the villi, you have proteins connecting them. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, what happens is, is uh, when your body is incapable of breaking something down, 
it will affect the villi. It can actually, <laughs> it can. Actually, <laughs> I'm looking at how. How I know. Yeah. I... Um. So so basically, if, I'm gonna try to make this quick because time. Yeah. So okay. basically, when you eat certain foods or if you're under a certain amount of stress, it can actually break down the protein, mm -hmm. and bacteria can get inside the lining of the stomach. Mm -hmm. When that happens, the body sends an autoimmune response to the to that area. It starts to increase that inflammation. Oh, and he got disconnected <laughs> right in the middle. All right, so I'll wait for him to come back. Um, I, I know he was talking about the, the GI tract and um, how the, the microvilli are affected by, uh, via, by, via inflammation and the proteins break down, and that's how um, the GI tract gets infiltrated. And you actually, it's, I mean, it's leaky gut. It's literally like your, your, your gut is unable to absorb the nutrients and it leaks um through and you get infections in your gut that way um are there known foods that cause this um that's a good question i'll see what um Ellie has to say when he gets back in here but there are some foods that are more more causative to that um highly processed foods um high sugar content foods um especially processed sugar not so much uh natural sugars Gluten and dairy are, are the main culprits. But like we were just saying, I mean, inflammation in the mouth, um, it, basically our, our mouths are, are essentially just a snapshot as to what's going on to the rest of our gastro, gastrointestinal tract. That, that's what we're talking about when I, when I say GI tract. Um, that, that's from the mouth all the way out to the other end. So um, it, it, it's all connected. And if, if there's something going wrong um, or if there's inflammation in one part of it, then there's likely to be inflammation in another part of it because it's all it's all microbiome, which a microbiome is basically um, all of the bacteria that make up our gut. Because I mean, we have different microbiomes depending on what organ system we're talking about. But of the gut, um, the microbiome there is very delicate, and in, in it's thousands and thousands and thousands of bacteria. Um, but when you when you aren't feeding those bacteria the good things, the the more dangerous or, or more inflammatory causing bacteria kind of take over and they, it loses the balance um, in the microbiome. So um, avoiding things um, like if you have gluten sensitivity or just gluten in general, um, dairy is definitely one of them. Um, I, I mean, I know via the, a lot of the research that, I, that I've read, um, casein is the, the main protein in dairy and most people don't even have the, the proper enzymes to break down casein. So there's just um, an underlying low-level inflammation um, that most people have due to dairy. Um, and some people are just totally lactose intolerant, um, but some people might not necessarily have symptoms of it right away, but it'll happen many, uh, like years later. So, I'll, you know what, I saw what Patty said, and I'm going to try to make it as quick as possible uh -huh. because it's really important. It's best to just cut out all dairy, gluten, caffeine. Mm -hmm. It's for a, long, a little while until your gut can heal up mm -hmm. and then you can reintroduce it every once in a while mm -hmm. because sometimes if you even even just like a gram of gluten can mm -hmm. affect your digestive system for up to nine months yeah this is a big deal um so it's best to like allow it to just eliminate it from the diet so that your body doesn't attack itself and it can like you said, let, let things heal first. So eliminate these things, uh, uh, let, let whatever's going on heal, and then every 
so often it, it's you can add these things back in again it's just about keeping the, the microbiome balanced um <laughs> yes mom i know you're not going to stop drinking coffee i understand so when when the microbiome is, is out of balance that's when you're more likely to have more inflammation yes that the coffee conversation is definitely definitely a big one illy conversation man right. it's like uh trying to take the bull by the horns with my right. patients times <laughs> it is the factor it's that little thing that changes everything with every single one of my patients mm -hmm. if you've been drinking coffee for every day for however many years for mm -hmm. sure you have adrenal stress adrenal fatigue oh yeah for sure. that that's it's a whole other the, the amount of adrenal fatigue and things like that i mean especially in this country i mean i know that's a huge issue so yeah you know the thing is is what people don't recognize what they don't know is that coffee caffeine is a narcotic mm -hmm. it's the only yeah. global legal narcotic yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes because it affects your hormones in your body mm -hmm. and, and it's so addictive so like if you try to get off of coffee you know you're going to have some withdrawal symptoms yeah absolutely to what he just said i remember when i was finishing dental school that i was drinking coffee every single every single day and when i stopped or when i finished dental school um I want to say, I don't know, less than a year from there, I weaned myself off of coffee. And it was the, for me, it was the best thing I've done. So. If you could just get a hold on managing with dairy, gluten, and caffeine, mm -hmm. your health will dramatically increase in like a week. Yeah, it, it, that's the other thing. It heals really fast. Really fast. Yeah. Um, if you stop putting in the things that are basically poisoning your body, your body doesn't have to fight so much anymore. It doesn't have to be so inflamed anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the body knows how to heal itself. You just have to give it the right nutrients, environment, and love, really. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, after that's all over, you can introduce it because life isn't about eliminating these things forever. It's, a, it's about enjoying it appropriately. Mm -hmm. So whenever I have a cup of coffee, I don't drink coffee at all, maybe like once or twice a year. But when I do, I make sure it counts, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, that there's... um. I was reading something last week. Uh, there was an article. You do things, whether it's when you work, whether you play, whether you eat, or when you rest, whatever it is, doing it at, 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 at 80% is doing yourself, um, uh, it's being unjust to yourself. Um, do everything that you're doing at 100%. When you're working, work 100%. When you're exercising, exercise 100%. When you're eating and focusing on your nutrition, focus on, on what you're eating at 100%, being very mindful of what you're eating. And when you rest, really rest. Rest at 100% capacity because doing those things um, fully and completely are going to allow you to do the other parts of your life much, uh, more, be much better and uh, much more profoundly. So but yeah, root causes of illness. Yeah, so... I, you know, I'm going to open up Pandora's box here and we're going to have to close it really shortly. You know, <laughs> um, so when it comes to the root causes of the illness, um, I think in the Western medicine, um, we, we tend to just focus on the biological level, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but uh, in Chinese medicine, you know, there's a whole concept of health that pertains to everything that is non-physical, mm -hmm. that the the things that you can't see that affect your health, which is like your what's going on inside of your heart and what's going on in, with your connection with like the universe or God or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, if you're, if you're 
unhealthy spiritually, which means you're not content with your life. You know that. All right, Ellie. So, um, get, what I basically want you to do, give a quick recap of your business and where, where you're located at. Um, some of the okay. best ways to get in touch with you and then different ways on social media that you're available. Okay. I'm in Hollywood. I have a, an office in Hollywood, uh, right near downtown Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And I have, I work at another office in Lake Worth. It's called Palm Beach Acupuncture. Um, I do functional medicine. Mm -hmm. I do needs medicine. I do corrective exercise. And I, I basically offer every aspect of healing that you could possibly have aside from like dentistry and like the Western stuff, mm -hmm. um, looking at everything from a holistic approach. Um, so, you know, if you wanted to come in for like mental, emotional, if you had to like rehab some part of your body, if you have pain, if you want to look at your digestive system, if you want to do your blood work. So, you know, that being said, uh -huh. uh, that little bit being said, I, I wish I could go, go further. I, you can reach me here on I balance us. That's my Instagram. Mm -hmm. I have a, my Facebook page is a lot more active. Um, that's uh, balance integrative medicine. It's facebook.com slash B I M L L C. And you can message me there. You can message me here, whatever is easiest. Mm -hmm. You can Google me. I've got a ton of reviews. You can read up on what people are talking about. Awesome. 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 And if, and if anybody can't, seem to find him that way definitely reach out to me and i can give you all his contact information so I, I appreciate everyone listening and being patient and you too seth thanks for your time yeah of course absolutely i appreciate you trying trying to come on here and, and definitely and sharing your knowledge and and what what you've learned and what your journey's been like over the years um he, he got knocked out again but um I, I know he can he can hear um but i really appreciate it Ili. Mom, maybe what we'll do is um have a zoom conversation that I'll announce and we can have that. It doesn't necessarily have to have to be on a Saturday. It can just be any other time. And, and then I can upload it, um, to YouTube and my website and then people can watch it on there if they missed it on the zoom. Um, Gil, what did we have here? How I can needles applied to governing vessel combined with moxibustion therapy significantly reduces pain levels. That, yeah, of course, I know Illy loves that question. Um, Illy, if you, if you want to try and get back on here and answer that one real quick, you can't. Okay, we'll save that one for next time. All right, Gil, so I'm definitely going to save that question. Um, uh, and we will answer that next time for sure when I when I do the, the other call with, with Illy. And I will make sure I get that on the YouTube channel. Um, the YouTube channel is called The Art of Mindful Medicine. That's the name of the show. You can also go to my website, www.mindful.doctor. So it's just mindful.doctor. Um, and again, the show's name is The Art of Mindful Medicine. Um, you can check out all the previous episodes. The first episode with Illy and I that we didn't have any of these issues with Instagram. And um, if you have any other questions, like I always say, feel free to reach out to me. We reach out to Illy. Um, we'll definitely answer our, all of your questions, including that one, Gil, because that's a really good question. Um, I'm always open to comments, feedback, and suggestions. Um, they are always welcome. Like I said, check out the previous episodes on YouTube. We're going to be here on Instagram Live on Saturdays at 12. Um, going to try and figure out these, these little glitches and see what's going on. Um, and I wanted to, to bring back one of my favorite things is uh, ending every talk with a quote. So this one is by Ralph Waldo Emerson, and the quote is, adopt the pace of nature, her secret is patience. And that is, 
absolutely true. Um, patience is um, one of the, the, the secrets to life, in my opinion. Um, so I wanted to thank you all again for coming. Um, I appreciate you all being patient and, and watching. Um, have an awesome Saturday. Have an awesome weekend. I hope everybody is, is healthy. Yes, I love it too, John. Um, and as always, stay awesome, stay mindful.